baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. A new semiconductor plant is coming to Wichita. We have the story. Suspected Chinese spy balloon is floating over the U.S. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. We had a cold front move across Wichita yesterday that really brought temperatures down, but a big warm-up is in store this weekend. Our complete forecast coming up. A new semiconductor plant will be built in Wichita, bringing close to 2,000 high-paying new jobs to the area. During a news conference in Topeka late Thursday, Governor Laura Kelly announced that Integra Technologies will invest $1.8 billion to create a semiconductor manufacturing facility in the air capital. Sedgwick County Commissioner David Dennis says this expansion has been in the works for quite a while. Integra uh, takes the back portion of uh, building a chip and uh, they complete that entire process. And that is critical for our national security. Right, Most of the chips are produced uh, over in countries that may not always be our friends. Uh, if we can bring that here locally, that uh, really reinforces the security of the United States. The company has not yet announced where in the county the new plant will be built. Defense officials say they're monitoring a suspected Chinese spy balloon over the continental U.S. right now. NORAD says it's tracking that balloon and it does not present a military or physical threat at this time. And without going into specifics, Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Pat Ryder said... Once the balloon was detected, the U.S. government acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive information. But it was spotted over Montana, home state of Republican Senator Steve Daines... He's demanding a briefing from the Biden administration, writing, quote, The fact that this balloon was occupying Montana airspace creates significant concern that Maelstrom Air Force Base and the United States Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Fields are the target of this intelligence-gathering mission. Jill Nato, Fox News. Four people, two of them children, injured in crashes on K-96 near Hydraulic. It happened Thursday morning with a crash at I-135 and K-96. The Highway Patrol says that accident tied up traffic, which led to a four-vehicle crash at Hydraulic. Trooper Chad Crittenden says it's a reminder for drivers to always be attentive and looking out for problems. Anytime we can't see on the backside of a bridge or hills and things, we do ex- we do want you to expect that there could be some kind of hazard on the other side of the road, such as a you know tire debris or a car crash, whatever it may be. You know, most of our crashes happen on clear, dry days, just like today. One of the children was hospitalized with critical injuries and and one of the drivers taken to an area hospital with unknown injuries. One person was seriously injured in a crash involving a semi-truck west of Wichita last night, 263rd Street West and U.S. Highway 54. One person hospitalized with serious injuries, another victim receiving minor injuries, additional information not immediately available. A Minnesota Democrat congresswoman has lost her spot on a House committee. Fox's Lauren Blanchard explains what happened. 
The House has voted along party lines to remove Congresswoman Ilan Omar from the House Foreign Affairs Committee for her past comments against Israel. Proposed by Representative Max Miller, the resolution says Omar's comments deemed anti-Semitic in the past disqualify her from such a powerful committee. She cannot be an objective contributor to the work of the committee, and she has brought dishonor to the House of Representatives. Democrats say Omar's removal is retribution for the last Congress, stripping committees from representatives Marjorie Taylor Green for extremist rhetoric and Paul Gosar for sharing a violent video directed at another member. House Republicans say Congresswoman Omar can serve on other committees. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. And we are just a few minutes away from our live weekly Friday morning visit with Mitch Holtus, the play-by-play voice of the Super Bowl-bound Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch, in just a few minutes. A young boy shows off his tech skills by ordering a ton of takeout. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. Rusty Eck Ford has been serving our... The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. Now 8.08, eight minutes past 8 o'clock on this Friday morning. The Wichita Public Schools are in the same position as many other employers. The Help Wanted sign is in the window. USD 259 Superintendent Dr. Alicia Thompson tells KNSS News. We, we are not getting uh, enough teachers and paraprofessionals and custodians and all of the areas. Uh, we have a difficult time recruiting. Um, so we, I'll put a plug in here today. If you're interested in working in the Wichita Public Schools, helping kids out, making a difference in the lives of kids, please look on our website. There's tons of positions there for you to uh, apply for. Dr. Thompson is our guest this weekend on Issues 2023, Saturday and Sunday morning at 8 on KNSS. A councilwoman in New Jersey shot and killed outside her home. Fox's Nate Foy reports. New Jersey councilwoman Eunice Dwum Four was a 30-year-old mother of a young daughter. She was very involved in her church, yet according to multiple reports, she was targeted in this shooting while driving near her home. And she wasn't shot by one stray bullet. She was shot multiple times. Police found her dead when they arrived at the crime scene. Dwum Four was the chair of Sayreville's Public Safety Committee, and she worked very closely with the new police chief to reduce crime. But Sayreville's business administrator says he doesn't think that played a role in her murder. A young boy shows off his tech skills by ordering a ton of takeout. He's not your average six-year-old. That comment from Keith Stonehouse after his son Mason used his cell phone to order $1,000 worth of food on Grubhub Saturday night. Dad says it happened when he let Mason use his phone to play a game before bed. Some game. How many did you order? How many chili cheese fries do you remember? Like more than 12. And the food kept piling up at their Detroit area home with delivery after delivery before Stonehouse put two and two together. Looked out at my phone and it said Chase fraud alert $439 for pizzas. There could be a silver lining to the takeout bill. Mason's mom says Grubhub has offered them a $1,000 gift card and is considering using the family in an online promotional campaign. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 810, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock with Stephen Dead here on this Friday morning. And to look at the traffic update here on the Friday morning commute up at the North Junction, we're seeing a lot of slowdowns, as you would expect, on a heavy traffic 
morning commute. We've got slowdowns on I-235 near the North Junction, especially to the west of that intersection. We've also got some very slow-moving traffic at 29th and Broadway in North Wichita as well, especially westbound and southbound there at 29th and Broadway. Some slow-moving traffic as well. Traffic update here on the Friday morning commute with Stephen Ted, KNSS. Now look at the uh, forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a clear sky, it is cold this morning. Sunny, breezy as south winds return today. Our high temperature, 43. Clouds will settle in overnight. Our low, 32. And a big warm-up coming this weekend with a gradual clearing sky. Windy at times Saturday with a high near 60, 59 on Sunday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now clear sky, calm, no wind, and 15 degrees. KNSS weather brought to you by The Monarch, open at 11 a.m. for lunch, Monday through Sunday. The Monarch at 579 West Douglas in Delano. 811 Stephen Ted, and again, yesterday's high temperature, 54 degrees. Nice day. It was a beautiful afternoon. Mm. Normal, normal high is 46. I know, so we now were living. Got back down closer to normal today, but yeah, it was nice out there. Uh, good day to get out if you could. You had a chance to do that. That's fantastic. 811 now with Stephen Ted, and uh, it was on this date, February 3rd, in 1959, that rock and roll stars Bunny Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P., the big bopper Richardson, died in a small plane crash near Clear Lake, Iowa. The day the music died. As I understand, it was just a terribly cold day. Bad snowstorm. And they yeah, bad, decided bad, bad to weather day, but they And they decided to fly to their next destination. Where was the next one, do you know? Or where did they come from? I don't remember. Well, they were leaving Clear Lake. Yeah. Clear Lake, okay. And they were going, I think, somewhere up in Minnesota. Oh. So it wasn't a far plane ride, I don't think. Mm-hmm. They were just getting to their next destination on that winter tour. How and, many? And of, some of them didn't make it. How many of our music stars have uh, died in plane crashes? Patsy Cline. Patsy Cline certainly There's comes another to mind. one. Um, Jim Croce. Jim Croce. I forgot about him. Ah, so there have been several. Ricky Nelson. Ricky Nelson. Another big one. Yeah, you're... You're, you're searching the files there, and you're finding them. Yeah. All right. Well, this was the day that they say the music died in 1959. I was uh, eight, nine years old at the time. Buddy Holly was big. Buddy he had, Holly was so big. His first few years, he had like, if, I don't know, half dozen huge, mm-hmm. huge hits. Um, uh, Peggy Sue, for yep. one. And uh, <laughs> it was good no. rock and roll music. But and this stuff... Yeah, his stuff was just timeless. Yeah. They're all just per- polished little gems, his hits. Get started out in 60 Lubbock. years later, they're still great songs. He started out in Lubbock, Texas. And, of course, my wife, uh, well, she actually, she was around that time. She was living in Lubbock. And I guess he, he performed at the roller rink or something down there. And it, it, it was still there. It was there when she was there. So it's an interesting place, Lubbock, Texas. Again, out in the panhandle, just flat as a pancake out there. 8.13 now, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Uh, we do have, of course, uh, coming up uh, Friday, Super Bowl number 57. Not Friday, a week uh, from a Sunday. A week from Sunday. What, yes. what am I thinking about? Coming up, yes, a week from Sunday. And uh, we'll be talking about that here in just a few minutes, I guess. Uh, let's see, Hall of Fame uh, quarterbacks, two of them having birthdays today. Fran Tarkenton, the scrambler he uh, with the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings, as far as quarterbacks who could run, he was decades ahead of his time. Yeah, you did. Because now you have all these quarterbacks that are runners, passers. But yeah, boy. But he Fran was, was Fran was the guy that I invented re- that stuff. Yeah, I don't recall he was very big either. 
No, he was not he, physically he was a big imposing. Power runner. He just he but was a pretty, lot of players weren't then. Pretty slippery. He's eighty-two years old today. Ah, Fran and is after, eighty-two. After he left football, he had a career in what motivational speaking, mm-hmm. and he was on. And he did TV. TV. He did that's he was he the host that of That's Incredible. Wow, Fran Tarkenton, eighty-two today, and Bob Greasy uh, is seventy-eight. Another, another great one of the great Hall of Fame quarterbacks of all time. And he played for. He got some Super Bowl rings that Fran did not. The Vikings never could win a Super Bowl. Mm. But the Greasy Dolphins did. could. Miami yep. Dolphins. He got multiple Super Bowls. Right. So two of the best quarterbacks of all time, born on four years apart on the very same on the day. the very same day. Oh. 8.15 now, Steve, at 10 in the morning here on KNSS on this Friday morning. And, uh, gosh, it looks like a great weekend shaping up around south-central Kansas. I was looking at that forecast tomorrow, 60 degrees, and, I guess I could rake some leaves or something, but I need to get outdoors. Why waste do... a good day doing that? <laughs> just Find go, something better to do. Just go sit out under just a tree. enjoy it, man. <laughs> Don't work up a sweat, huh? Oh. Okay. Well, we'll, see. we'll see what I happens. know. It's easy for me to say that. <laughs> All right. A big night at the arena last night um, for the Shockers, although they, they didn't win. They played a, one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. They had, had control of that game for about 26, 27 minutes. Yeah. And, and the only shocks only scored 14 points in the final 14 minutes. So that allowed Houston to come back and win that game. Yeah. Good teams are going to do that to you, I guess. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Uh, come, we got the, we have our guest here. All right. It's that time. It's Friday morning with Stephen Ted. And time for Mitch, right? Yes, it's the play-by-play voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, as the Chiefs are nine days away from the Super Bowl. And we always say on a Friday, good, good morning, morning, Mitch. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Theodore. Yes, I was in the air capital yesterday, in fact. Uh, made a appearance and presentation at, down at near Century 2 and was in and out. and So here we go. Yeah. And uh, ru- rushing around to get ready to go to Super Bowl 57. We ordered up some special weather for you today, knowing you were coming to town. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so great. Well, you know, I thought about laying out a little bit, get a tan. Laying out. Uh, (laughs) I've got a timeshare right there on the uh, on the river. On the Big A. Uh, Yeah, yeah, right there on the Big A, right there. So uh, it's right by the um, the cruise shack, you know. So yeah, it's there. If anybody wants to go over and use it, they can this afternoon. Just hang out. Yeah, but uh, I thought you know the weather being as it is, just lay out a little bit. just make sure you put on sunscreen. Well, yeah. Yeah. For the third time in the last four years, the Chiefs are Super Bowl bound. Super Bowl bound. Mitch, could you give us a thumbnail of what the Chiefs have been doing since the win on Sunday yeah. and now? Yeah. You can't win this week, but you can lose this week. And here's why. This week is so vital. You know, for 21 seasons, I didn't voice the Chiefs. I didn't even call a playoff win. And being in this, and always wondering, why is there two weeks getting ready for the Super Bowl? They're just hyping the game and, you know, the Pro Bowl and all that stuff. Now I know why, after being in this game for three of the past four years, is this bye week, so to speak, is vital. First of all, it's ponderous from a logistical standpoint on uh, getting everything ready to go and, and taking this big army and getting it there. But secondly, and most importantly, and this is where I think the Chiefs have a big advantage in this game, in the fact that Andy Reid knows how to handle this week, what we're experiencing right now at 820, on this Friday morning before we play the following Sunday, the week from Sunday, and that is they put in their whole they're putting in their whole plan this week. 
Now, they'll put some frosting on the cinnamon rolls next week in Phoenix, but everything is getting laid down. They're putting down the uh, red iron or putting up the red iron and, and laying the foundation to put that red iron on this week. Plus, because of our injury situation, if we had to play this week, we would have a 30 to 40% chance less of winning just because of our injury situation. I think, other than McCole Hardman, it should be all systems go for everyone else. Now, I don't want to you know, maybe jump on the gun there, but this week, guys, is vital. This time right now that we're living, this second is vital for the Chiefs to win Super Bowl 57, where it seems like, oh, it's just a time to sit around and get ready to go. No, this has been a very, very active and intense week. And given that, then once Sunday gets here and the team travels to Arizona, then the roller coaster really starts. And honestly, one of Coach's main mantra and one of his four pillars is to eliminate distractions. And that's not just for the Super Bowl. That is for every day of the Chiefs' life. But the Super Bowl, guys, is nothing but a distraction. It's like the National Football League tests you in that we're going to give you all these distractions and see if you can handle it. Truthfully, that's kind of the way it is. I mean, once we hit the ground, uh, there's going to be – it's just going to be full on. But there's activities and events and a – talking about ponderous, the media responsibilities of basically having media sessions every day, and you've got media from the world there. This is like the Olympics of the World Cup uh, all wrapped up in, into like a week. And it's crazy once you get down there. So uh, it's – every day matters. And this is where you really rely on the expertise and experience of Andy Reid to handle all that, to understand with a young team to handle all that and to win this game. Do, are we past the technology where they used to, uh, TV used to bring all those satellite dishes in and just put about 50 of them out in the parking lot? Yeah, now there's just like this, uh, you know, there's just like thumb drives laying all Computers, over. Computers, okay. I got you. <laughs> yeah. I got so you. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but no, they still have cameras and, and boom mics chasing you. For, uh, for example, three years ago in Miami, I was uh, being chased by an Australian TV crew. I don't know if you remember that. I might have told you that story. I'm in Radio Road, and they go, it's the chase guy. Like, and they're chasing me, and I'm like, oh, guys. Good eye, good eye, I, 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 so I ducked out. I ducked out into a room. I just pulled into the first room, right? I'm trying to I'm, – I'm in an escape attempt, and I, I, and it's the Pittsburgh Steelers are having some little ceremony or something, and this big guy that looks like Rocky Balboa goes, are you supposed to be in here? I go, no, I'm just ducking out from the Australian TV crew that I don't want to talk to, and I hear him go rushing by, and then I go, you know, sneak out the catacombs or the basement or something, but it's the G-Sky. It's getting for a documentary on, on American football. Like it's, it's all week. It's crazy. Like it's the Venezuelan TV crew. Hey, you know, we want to do a stand up. So anyway, but. And we would be, be on KWCH though later in the week. Sweet. Hey, good. I yeah. course, uh, just, uh, we would be remiss. If we didn't look back a little bit and think about finally getting over the hump against the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Yes. Time. That's good. Yeah. What a, what a battle, man. What a battle. And you think about this guys, that the chiefs had nine, prominent players either going into the game injured between Mahomes, Kelsey, there's doubt of whether they're going to play or if they're going to play. I mean, it, how, how effective they'll be. Then uh, guys hurt during the game, Legereus Sneed, Willie Gay Jr., Kadarius Toney, uh, McCall Hardman. The fact that the Chiefs were down to 
the bare, bare minimum of wide receivers. They're finishing that game with Marcus Kemp at wide receiver, Sky Moore, and then Marquez Valdez-Scanling looked like Otis Taylor. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, was, it was the Alamo. And they uh, did an amazing job of fighting through it, beating a good team, and did it with amazing toughness and courage. Uh, I know that sounds like, you know, uh, some Disney movie script, but guys, this season has been a Disney movie, and that game was definitely that. Of course, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. That'll be a week from Sunday, so we're still nine days out. But as long as Mitch is on the line with us, we yes. must ask, yes. how does this matchup between these two, that is still nine days away, it is an off week here before the Super Bowl, how does this February football setup somehow relate to Wichita State Shocker football as part of our Eddie Papa Kansas City Chiefs off week before the Super Bowl update? So obvious here. And, and guys, I will be with you again next Friday, too, from yeah. uh, Phoenix. All right, take the palm of your hand, slap it against your forehead, uh, and say, gosh, this is so obvious. Now, one thing I did not bring up enough about the last week's game was the fact that the Chiefs tied an all-time National Football League record playing eight rookies on defense or special teams in a conference championship game. It tied – the 1988 Chicago Bears, and the 2013 New England Patriots. Hmm. So the Chiefs, this is a very young team, yeah. An eight, uh, and then two others played on offense, right? So that's ten rookies that helped win the Chiefs, helped the Chiefs win a championship. Think of the year 1952. You with me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 1952. All right. 1952, keep that number in mind. After the crash in 1970... The Shockers decide they're going to go on and finish the season. Call it the second season. We've referenced it many times mm-hmm. down through the years. Freshmen were not eligible in 1970 to play on the varsity uh, in Division One athletics. But Wichita State was given a special dispensation to play the freshmen so they had enough guys to finish out the year. 21 freshmen, by my count, I looked at this again last night, 21 freshmen were allowed to play to fill in the roster so the Shocker could end the 1970 season. But from that 21 group of freshmen who were forced into action, listen to what came out of that group. Because Marv Kellum came out of that group. He was one of the 21 freshmen. And by the way, when I looked at these guys, almost all of them were born in 1952. So in 1970, they were 18 years old forced into action, yeah. all right? Born in 1952, Marv Kellum, an 18-year-old freshman, goes on to win two Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was part of that group. Um, Rick Dvorak, four years at the New York Giants, born in 1952, played at 18 years old as a freshman, went on to a very good NFL career. Um, Tom Owen, we talk about yeah. Tom Owen, right, the quarterback of the 49ers, born in 1952. He was a freshman, <clears throat> that 21 group, goes on to a very good National Football League career. John Potts set an NCAA record for kicking, winning game-winning field goals just two years later because that group of 21 freshmen and those guys that I mentioned specifically that had NFL influence led the Shockers to a 6-5 and five winning record just two falls later. So sometimes a lot can come from youth who are pressed into action. So I remember those 21 freshmen today, born in 1952, who were pressed into action, many of whom went on to great lives and careers. And just like our 10 rookies who led us to a championship, I'm hopeful for a great future for all of them. So you can't have rookies or freshmen pressed into duty 
without having a team. So a tip of the cap to those men born in 1952 who had to do what they had to do when they did it. So there you go, boys. Bring it back. Bring it back. Great stuff as always, Mitch. Enjoy the rest of your week before, and we're really looking forward to uh, talking with you one week from now and things will be just about at the boiling point. Yes, sir. As always, we say thank, thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Theodore. Hit me at the timeshare at the A later <laughs> okay. today. Okay, will do. All right. All See right. you, boys. That is our weekly Friday morning live visit with Mitch Holtis, brought to you by American Ag Credit. Coming up the Hannity Morning Minute, Hunter Bitten Biden's laptop. <laughs> That's on the way. Stephen's in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve Backintosh, Ted Woodward, 8.30 now. Here's KNSS, 15 degrees, close to 8.35 now. Fire damaged a duplex in West Wichita Thursday morning near Seneca and McCormick. Investigators say excessive storage conditions inside the residence made battling the blaze more difficult. No injuries. Red Cross was called to assist the residents. The cause of the fire was not immediately released. A man from Eudora found guilty on two counts of first-degree murder in Reno County. Kyle Hardwick was convicted in August 2020 uh, for the deaths in August 2021 of 58-year-old Philip Einstein and 56-year-old Marion Bates, as well as other crimes, including the theft of a firearm. The Reno County Sheriff's Office says the two men were meeting Hardwick at a rural site looking at a new gun one of them had purchased. Sentencing is set for early April. Hardwick is still in the Reno County Detention Facility without bond. Hunter Biden's lawyers called on federal and state prosecutors across the country to open criminal investigations regarding his laptop. Fox's Kevin Cork reports. Are asking, how can the Hunter Biden team call for a criminal investigation and presumably charge someone for disseminating information from the laptop that his own team isn't willing to say is actually his? And if that doesn't make sense to you, truth is, you are not alone. But that's the essence of a batch of letters sent this week by Hunter's attorneys in which they're demanding federal and state prosecutors and the IRS launch investigations into those involved with distributing the contents of Mr. Biden's files from the now infamous laptop. That's Fox's Kevin Cork reporting Republicans on Capitol Hill preparing for their own investigations into the president's son. Florida has it over New York again. New York State once led the U.S. in population, and now it's fourth behind Florida. And the economic boom has pushed the Sunshine State above New York in the number of employed workers for the first time. The Bureau of Labor Statistics data says from the month of December, Florida had 9.669 million employed workers compared to New York's 9.661 million. That marked the first time since the BLS began using this data set in 1982 that Florida's workforce was larger than New York's. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. Just in time for Valentine's Day, a new study reveals how many of us are looking for love online. Three in ten adults have turned to online dating sites or apps at some point hoping to swipe their way into a relationship. That's regardless if it's long-term or just casual, according to a Pew Research Center study. Age makes a difference. More than half U.S. adults under 35 have turned to tech to find love. Gay, lesbian, and bisexual adults are more likely to use online dating than their straight counterparts. And overall, men report having a more positive experience than women. Tom Graham, Fox News. 
Students are back in class now, but what did the impact of the pandemic have on test scores in Wichita's public schools? USD 259 Superintendent Dr. Alicia Thompson tells KNSS News. We did have some learning loss uh, with our students uh, in the areas of particularly mathematics and language arts, of course. And what we are seeing in our our district data is that things are turning around. We stopped the bleeding, and now we're moving kids uh, back into those spaces where they're performing at the levels in which we like. Dr. Thompson, our guest this weekend on Issues 2023, Saturday and Sunday morning at 8 on KNSS. Now we'll look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Mostly clear and cold across south-central Kansas here early on. Today is going to be sunny and a bit breezy at times. We will be in the upper 30s by noontime, 43 this afternoon. Cloudy, windy overnight, Charlo 32. Clearing and breezy throughout Saturday with a high close to 60. I'm KNSS meteorologist and holiday. Stephen, 10 in the morning, KNSS. It is time for entertainment news. The Blur with Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, we're heading into the weekend, so let's see how things are going to shape up at the box office. I'm Michelle Polino. In theaters, the much-anticipated 80 for Brady. Let's go to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is no place for four old women. The feature film based on a true story of female football fans in their golden year stars. Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Sally Field, and Rita Moreno. As four friends who take a life-changing trip to the 2017 Super Bowl to see their hero, Tom Brady, play in what could be his final Super Bowl. Let's go, Golden Girls. There's loads of guest appearances, including Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Guy Fieri. But the real star of the film is the friendship of the women at the center. Will you make a choice? And M. Night Shyamalan's knock at the cabin. While vacationing in the woods, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avoid the apocalypse. They have to forfeit one of the members of their family in order to stop it. That's Fox on Film on Fox News. Here we are on the 3rd of February. It's February 3rd, and this is your Fox Daily Snapshot. Today is National Day the Music Died. The day remembers the deaths of rock and roll singers Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. Richardson, perhaps better known as the Big Bopper. The three perished when their plane went down near Clear Lake, Iowa in 1959. Also on this date, in 1941, the U.S. Supreme Court upholds the federal wage and hour law, which set minimum wage and maximum work standards. The U.K. issued a set of stamps in 1998 commemorating Princess Diana, who died in a car crash in August of 1997. Born on this day in 1480, Spanish explorer Ferdinand Magellan, the first man to sail around the world. Hall of Fame quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, Fran Tarkington, born in 1940. I'm C.J. Papa. That's your Fox Daily Snapshot. Tributes during the Grammys are set. The Grammys will salute two icons in the industry that died last year, Loretta Lynn and Fleetwood Mac's Christine McVie. The 65th Annual Grammy Awards are hosted by Trevor Noah. Casey Musgraves will perform Lynn's coal miner's daughter. Musgraves has long been vocal about her love for Lynn, who died at the age of 90 in October, while Sheryl Crow joins Mick Fleetwood and Bonnie Raitt for McVie's beloved songbird off the band's mega album Rumors. McVie died. In November, at the age of 79, Amigos Cuevo will join Maverick City Music for a tribute to his nephew, Takeoff, with his song, Without You. It airs on CBS Sunday. 
Michelle Polino, Fox News. Hey, today marks the release of Shania Twain's first solo album in five years. Five-time Grammy Award winner Shania Twain is back with her first album since 2017. It's called Queen of Me and features new tracks including Giddy Up, Wake Up Dreaming, and Last Day of Summer. The album follows last year's release of her Netflix documentary, Not Just a Girl. Twain has also announced a 49-date Queen of Me tour set to kick off on April 28th in Spokane, Washington and make stops across North America and Europe through September. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. A new Amazon documentary takes a closer look at one of NASCAR's most polarizing drivers. Kyle Busch has made his name as one of NASCAR's most controversial stars, and his time in the racing body is highlighted in Rowdy, a new documentary covering Busch's rise to fame. Rowdy also features an inside look into his 2015 season, which began with a crash at Daytona, resulting in a broken right leg and a fractured left foot, and ending with Bush's first Cup Series championship. You know, I remember everything from the day. I was like 27 weeks pregnant at the time. Something's terribly wrong. You're right, KB. Bush's wife, Samantha, among the family and friends featured in Rowdy, available today on Amazon's Free V. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. This weekend marks the 40th anniversary of the death of Karen Carpenter of the legendary music group, The Carpenters. She was only 32. My gosh. She passed away 40 years ago this weekend. Happy birthday to actress Blythe Danner. She is 80 years old today. Tony winner, multiple Emmys. She was Mrs. Thomas Jefferson in the movie 1776. <laughs> Blythe Danner is 80 today. 40 years ago on this day was the big series finale for the TV show The Greatest American Hero. Remember that one? Yeah. With Robert Culp, Connie Selica, and a guy that found a superhero costume that made him a superhero. I don't know about you two, but I am starting to get very frightened. Now, why don't we just call one of your superiors and get some help? Oh, good. That's terrific, Counselor. What are you going to tell him? That we saw a spaceship? That it talked to us? Ralph has some long underwear and a cape that makes him fly around in the sky. Oh, Ralph. That's a straight shot to the rubber room, honey. You've already seen that once. That's right. We have to do this on our own. I like the way you think, kid. You're starting to think like me. (laughs) The final episode of The Greatest American Hero was 40 years ago on this night. And let's finish up with the late night crew, Jimmy Kimmel Live on ABC. You know, it's uh, Girl Scout cookie season all around the country. Girl Scouts are out selling. If I was a Girl Scout, I would set up right in front of a weed store. I'd just (laughs) put up a table and rake in the money. But I'm not a Girl Scout. And, Jad, let's finish up with uh, number two, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, NBC. Guys, it is Groundhog Day. Yeah. That's right, this morning, Puxitani Phil predicted six more weeks of classified documents being found. <laughs> Actually, Puxitani Phil predicted six more weeks of winter. But I read, I read that he was only right 40% of the time. <laughs> when they heard that, weather.com was like, you're hired. When can you start? <laughs> there you go. That's Entertainment News in the Blur with Stephen Ted. Hey, coming up, we've got the Wichita Business Journal update this morning. New semiconductor plant coming to Wichita. Details on the way. Steve, at 10 in the morning on KNSS. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Steve and Ted in the morning now, 8.50 here at KNSS on this Friday morning. Three big things. Basketball, third-ranked Houston, 70, Wichita State, 61. Suspected Chinese spy balloon floating over North America. New semiconductor plant coming to Wichita, bringing 2,000 jobs. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. And here on this Friday morning traffic commute, don't forget an update from the Kansas Turnpike. Starting today, they'll be doing some topographic survey work on the Turnpike, just starting south of Wichita and all the way through the Bel Air. I'm sorry, the Bell Plain service area, Bell Plain. And that'll be going on for the next couple of weeks, weather permitting. So be watching out for some of that survey work being done on the Turnpike from the Bell Plain service area to just south of Wichita for the next couple of weeks. And that's Traffic Update, Stephen Ted, KNSS. Sunny and cooler today with a high of 43 degrees. Increasing clouds tonight, the overnight low, 31. Saturday, mostly sunny, breezy, and warmer. Tomorrow's high, 60 degrees. Now we have a clear sky, calm wind, and 15 degrees. Stephen Ted in here in the morning on KNSS. And America's employers added a robust 517,000 jobs in January. A surprisingly strong gain in the face of Federal Reserve's aggressive drive to slow growth and tame inflation with higher interest rates. The unemployment rate dipped to 3.4%, a new century, a half-century low. And on the stock market this morning, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not getting an update right now. I'll do that in a minute, Ted. Go ahead. Take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Phase 1 of Central Community Church's West Wichita Senior Housing Community has no issue finding residents. Now, Phase 2 is on the way. The church is at 6100 West Maple, expecting to break ground in the next few weeks on four new buildings with four units each. That'll add to the current 32 units at residences at Central Landing 
an income-based 55 and older community. Justin Moore, executive pastor at Central Community Church, said the church saw an opportunity to continue to serve others with this second phase after the development hit full occupancy and had a waiting list of more than 100 people. The leader of Spirit Aerosystems operations for its largest customer has left the company. According to a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission, the company last week reached a separation agreement with Kevin Mathis, general manager of Boeing programs and a senior vice president with Spirit. The agreement, which included a year's salary and other payments related to health care costs and Spirit's performance incentives, was effective January 26th. And Mathis had spent nearly a decade at Spirit and had been in his current role since last summer. Officials in Kansas approving an incentive deal with Wichita-based Integra Technologies, and that'll result in the construction of a $1.8 billion semiconductor plant in Wichita, totaling 1 million square feet and creating nearly 2,000 jobs. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly made that announcement yesterday that the state is going to provide an incentive package, and that totals more than $300 million for the project through the APEX program, paving the way for Integra then to apply for federal funding support through the CHIPS and Science Act. Integra says its Wichita expansion at a yet-to-be-announced site is, des- is designed to support the domestic supply of semiconductor chips. And those power just about everything, lots of equipment, computers, cars, and smartphones. And that is a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. And looking at the stocks right now on Wall Street, looks like the Dow's down about 155 points. The S&P is down 35, and the Nasdaq down 116. So we're starting off a Friday morning with the, <laughs> the stock market going down just a little bit. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Today is National Wear Red Day. Too late for us. For the Chiefs. Yeah. It, well, it's an annual campaign to raise awareness about heart disease in oh, women. Oh, it's not for the Chiefs. Okay. No, heart disease in women. The national campaign urges women to learn their risk of heart disease and to take steps to lower their risk. So it's National Wear Red Day. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And, of course, we we do a lot of reporting here about, um, well, we do a lot of reporting of the news, the local news, that's for sure, and with an eye on business and what's going on in the world of uh, jobs and of employment and the growth of our community. And this news about this semiconductor plant, frankly, uh, is pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty big deal. Exciting. I mean, yep. We uh, had this problem there when we, uh, all the, you know, the chips makers, we didn't have any chip makers in America, and so we couldn't manufacture cars and trucks, Mm -hmm. and nobody, you know, the people from Donovan Auto out there that we do business with, and and Eck Ford, all these people. Yeah, they have cars. Yeah, and and, uh, they couldn't get any cars, but maybe, and this is a step that the federal government's involved in this, giving some money, and uh, this is a way to get back online uh, with that, and, and maybe get some some things going with regard to uh, that. Okay, good news about the semiconductor uh, plant coming to Wichita. Hey, coming up, Ted, uh, Friday morning with Glenn Beck here on KNSS. And uh, Friday morning means that's Bill O'Reilly with news oh, yeah. of the day. Good stuff. With Glenn Beck. And uh, top of the hour news this morning, we'll be telling you more about that new plant that's coming to Wichita. That's at 9 o'clock this morning here on KNSS. Hey, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck. The Dana Lash Show and news updates all day. Stephen Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Have a great weekend. Today's high, we're looking at 43. Get Wichita Business Journal up.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 